Yo, what it do? It's your man, PD Green 59150. And you tuned into the motherfucking Green Effect. Yo, we trying something else out, trying to get in different places, get understanding. Because we believe communication is the key. And right now, I'm stuck in the Green Effect Studios, right? But at the same time, I got the draft going on. I'm trying to do a major move, moving from Wisconsin to Colorado. I got a lot of things in the making. And coming down to communication and the reason why I want to do a show on this, I don't know how fucking hard. It should be to move from state to state, but it is. Like, you got to understand, even if you got everything planned and you're financially stable, that move emotionally is a big thing. And when you're trying to go to a new place from an old place without people really knowing you or you having those personal connections, it makes it even harder, especially when you're trying to do it over the Internet. So it leads to frustration. It leads to other things. You know, so right now I'm trying my best to communicate and work my way out through these problems because, man, I am going fucking crazy right now. Shit is insane. I can find a house, but I can't find land. Find land, but can't find house. Because, see, I've been owning a crib for the last four years, so I refuse to go back to rent anything from anybody. See, I believe that every generation should take a step up and we should all keep evolving. I'd be damned if I take a step back and pay somebody else. So... Challenges now are things that I need to work on overcoming. And yes, I'm married. So that's when communication comes and key with my wife. Because my wife is way past being in Wisconsin, right? She like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. If you get us a camper tomorrow, let's just get the fuck out of here. And I can understand where she's coming from. Because, see, if you live in a place where there's not too many transient people, they stand to get stuck in a rut saying, well, this is the way things have always been. Things will never change. We're just going to have to do it this way and live with it to the day we die. And it's cool because, you know, they get comfortable. And sometimes being comfortable, that's cool. But it also can lead to your death. It also can lead to you being lazy because if that's the only thing you know and you're not willing to expand and grow past it, of course. You're going to get lazy. You're not going to become the person that, you know, you should be. So, we have lived in Wisconsin all our life. We moved from Milwaukee to a small town in Fenimore, which is only like 2,500 people. It's cool. It was dope when they thought we was outsiders and we were just here for a minute. But now that they're getting used to us, they want us to conform and fall into their way of thinking or do things the way they want them to do. And it's not just us, it's every generation that comes beyond the oldest people who are here. And then the people that you, you know, stick to it. Like, you would think moving to a place like that, where you don't have too much racial diversity, for one. And you see, like, cows, farms. You think these kids out here like, foot leaves, foot? No, nah, they out here bumping. They want rims. They want the things they see in the city, because to them, the city is what they look up to. Not knowing. The cities in Wisconsin are just like these areas, just more people. Because even in Milwaukee, Madison, Sheboygan, everybody wants things to stay the same. We're scared to evolve. We're scared to do things different because if we do things different, you know what I mean? We're just going to fall apart completely. So, this is the beginning of the show. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to hit many topics. I'm going to come back. And I got you. Green effect, right yet.
man. So a lot of times, a lot of problems that we have with communication is simple. It breaks down to the simplest form of life. Whether you're a Republican, whether you have, you're a Democrat, or whatever it is that you claim to be in life. People don't like to have disagreements because disagreements make them uncomfortable. So when we get uncomfortable, most people tend to lag out, lash out in anger. But see, it's like the anger that you lash out in is just you being scared to confront the things you really need to confront. A lot of us don't like to seem weak or be weak because in this country, if you are weak, you are pushed to the bottom and you push to the side in a lot of people's eyes. But no matter where you live that, it's just that what comes with those circumstances of being weak. Like if you're in a violent city and you deem to be weak, you are considered food where people will pick on you and do things of the same nature. But if you go into a rural area, maybe you don't have the money. Maybe you don't have the status. You tend to not get some breaks. You tend to get overlooked for things. You know what I mean? But the consequences might not necessarily lead to your life ending. Or it could, but just in a different matter. Like, you don't got to worry about walking down the street and getting shot. But yet, you can start going down a gateway or doing other things or taking risks because you want to chase that adrenaline to earn that respect. And all these steps come from a lack of communication. You'd be surprised how many simple arguments start just because one person is not listening to the other or because we simply listen to the first thing and the last and not pay attention to the middle. So basically, what I'm saying is, it'd be like you having a sandwich and only eating the bread. Or nibbling around enough, taking a couple bites to taste the meat from both ends. But missing the middle. You know what I mean? So, what I've been working to do, personally, is working on my communication with everybody. Because I'm one of them people that used to lash out every time I got mad or said something sarcastic. Or purposely tried to hurt your feelings because I felt like because... I didn't understand or I didn't agree with you. I had to put you in the same mode that I was in. Another key thing from communication, man. We got to stop using our words so violently just to hurt people or just to win an argument. Some things don't need to be said and some things do. And we need to understand and respect each other's right to disagree. And by disagreeing, we become better people. That's why this communication thing is so fucking important. It's so important, people. Now back to my move, right? So, now I'm in the process. I find a crib. I find land. I gotta make sure it's HUD adjacent. Cause, let's be honest, my credit ain't the best. So, I fuck around. Call some people. Now I gotta move this thing. Now I gotta add more money. All this because, man, I didn't take care of this shit. I should've been taking care of as a youngin'. And plus, I really don't want no payments. I'm almost to the point that if I can't pay for land straight up... I'd rather rent a trailer park and put a house on it and just stack my bread that way. Because if I'm going to pay, I feel like, fuck it, let me pay, build up some shit in the area, and then look for something later. Or maybe find something that's foreclosed and jumped on it. But that's how far I am into this move. Um, if everything goes right, we, by the 4th of July, the Independence Day that y'all claim that it is, we should be out there. I want to be out there by Juneteenth. Oh, y'all like, what the fuck is Juneteenth? Never heard of Juneteenth. Well, Juneteenth is the day that the last slaves knew they was free. And that's the day I want to be out there. It's June 19th-ish. I want to be sipping on some strawberry soda, celebrating it, playing I am a slave, the American trade. Shout out to Blackish for that, man. That was dope. But yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do. And it's so fucking hard for me because I have people out there. But... 
they freshly out there and they building their equity far as knowing people and doing the things they do. So they really don't too much know. And they're not the kind of explorer person, people that I am. Like even my wife's not. You can send me anywhere. It could be surrounded by shit. As long as I can't fall off, get blown up, or it's too much shooting. And what y'all mean, shooting, yeah, too much. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is if I go outside and there's 27 people like, da-da-da-da-da, I'm like, yep, maybe it's time for me to stay in the house. And I'm saying on both sides. But if I go outside and I just hear one gun, maybe a gunfire back, I'm like, oh, it's two people out to get each other, so I don't have shit to worry about. Just make sure I keep the bullet sounds away from me far enough where I don't have to duck and take hide. Or be like, damn, they busting. If it's too close, then you worry about where it's coming from. So then you duck back in the crib. Yeah. But other than that, I'm knocking doors. I'm shaking babies. I'm a true politician when I go into it. Because you got to know your surroundings. And you got to, like a lot of places, everybody looks for the new people. Like, come on, let's be honest. I don't know if y'all do this, but in the hood, when we move, we move in the middle of fucking night. You ain't seeing shit. You ain't going to know what the fuck going on. Hell, you, we trying to move while your ass sleep. And the reason why you do that, because everybody knows you, and then you move back in. The next day, you wake up, and neighbor's like, damn, there's new motherfuckers on the block. Yeah. So you don't got to worry about people trying to see what you got, so they scope you in the middle of the hood, because everybody do that. They always peep to see what you do. So you move in a shade of darkness. I know, right? So what I like to do, as soon as I move somewhere, I just like to see people and get the vibe of the area I'm moving to. I like to walk around. I like to be, you know, community retroactive or retreactive or even if they ain't a word, y'all get the fuck I'm saying. I'm trying to be, get the, get the lay of the land. Get to know things, not necessarily like where the cops at or stuff like that, but yeah, shit like that too. I need to know the vibe. If I'm in this place and somebody getting beat up by the police or the police super harassing, I need to know. I need to know when I walk around is people actually waving because they like me there or is they just playing because that's what they supposed to do. You know, I need to know those type things because one thing I don't do, and if y'all going to listen to this show, which is sponsored by the Green Effect Network, by the way, make sure y'all check that website out. Check out our gift boxes, our green boxes, man. We got three different levels of them joints. Make sure you go into the um, contact page. Check out the T-line, which is 608 520 07 one tree you know what i'm saying make sure you check that number out leave any questions comments concerns and we'll get back at you also download the app to the station which is 24 hours with some of the best podcasts some of the dopest music and some different shows and things that you might necessarily be able to get anywhere else <sighs> oh and follow me on twitter and instagram at pd green p-e-t-e-i-e green g-r-e-e-n it's simple. Now we got all that shit out the way. I don't even know what the hell I was saying no more. But in the process of trying to do things and communicate and get this move done, it's becoming real stressful. My wife is at my daughter. My daughter is at my wife. It's a lot of birthdays coming up this month. It's the end of the school year. We got other issues with other children we have because we got a big family, man. There's eight of us. And I know y'all like, like damn, it's eight. Yeah, this shit's a struggle because each person has their own different way of doing them things that they like to do so you got to find your individual ways to connect with them and sometimes when you win that big of a pack some people give up 
some people get frustrated, and sometimes it's cool to let motherfuckers have a break from each other for months, shit, hell, years, because you don't really, just because somebody is your friend, your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, you don't naturally click with them, you got to bond with them because it's blood, but you naturally don't click with them because everybody has their own different personality and the way they like to do things, like I said before, so that's the biggest thing that you got to work on, so communication is the key. Back to that word. I know y'all getting like, oh, what's the thing? Why you keep saying it so much? I want to beat that into y'all heads. Because I'm tired of having useless conversations. Or people not willing to actually think and use common sense or problem-solving skills or anything of that nature. Because we got so reliant on just, hey, look, man, this person agree with me, so this got to be right. Or, hey, oh, and please, another thing I hate. I know y'all like, what the fuck? I hate when an argument happens, right? And it's between, like, a Catholic and a Jew or a black and a white person, whatever. Two different opposite sizes that's, that you can see there's a distinct difference. And somebody grabs the other person, like, prime example. This week, Kanye West sent out a whole bunch of tweets. You know what I mean? And it got everybody up in the uproar. Chance made a statement like black folks don't have to be Democrats. But then he made put out a letter to him. I should have just talked to Kanye because I don't agree with everything. But that's my homie. So I couldn't let him go out there and ride even though I knew he was wrong. Which is sometimes we do. We do ride for people even though we know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't wrong. They wrong as fuck. But that's my homie. And it puts us in a weird situation. That's where Chance, the rapper, found himself this week, right? Because basically Kanye had a Make America Grey hat signed by Trump and it sparked things. So being that he's black, being that it's naturally known that too many black people in this country don't really stand for Trump, all the Republicans are like, see, it got to be right because Trump said it. And don't get me wrong, if it should have been on another foot and somebody would have did it from the Republic or Democrats would have popped up, I'm like, see, it got to be right, because black folks do it when white people agree with them. See, this one white person agreed with me, so it got to be right. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop putting people in all these boxes and just saying, because you come from this area, you got to believe like this, and you got to be like this. That's part of the problem, not moving around. Staying stagnant will get you every time. You don't really know what your viewpoints are if you stay in the same spot. Because how are you going to tell me, and this is the thing that killed me with this country being the way it is, how are you going to tell me that we could transform and become Voltron if you never left the armpit? How the fuck you know what's going on in the knee? What's going on in the head? You know what I mean? You got to move around and see different things. And I'll be honest with you. People in the early days were nomads, you know, they traveled, they moved around, they followed the land. And I think that made them better people. I think becoming stagnant and setting up bases and camps and cities and towns, it's a downfall to society everywhere. This is my opinion, I'm a drifter. But yo, just the green effect, man, hosted by your man 5915. We're going to keep it popping and keep bringing it to you. Because this is what we do. But like I said, make sure you check us out at thegreeneffectnetwork.com. Man, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you got this podcast from. Check in and stay on us because we always keep it moving. (laughs) This is brought to you by 1113, man, the clothing line. Commercials coming soon. Let's get it. As the sports keeps going. Excuse me, like right now, right? You got the draft and every NFL team going crazy. You know, the next hopefuls to get into the National Football League is coming up. You got game sevens everywhere. 
in basketball. A couple of them just missed their opportunities, man. The Thunder, they choked in Utah yesterday, so there won't be a game seven for them. But today, at I don't know what fucking time yet, because I ain't really checked out shit. I've just been up recording and making things happen. <laughs> the Bucks take on the Boston Celtics. Another team that lacked the theme of this show, communication all season. But something seemed to click into the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't won a road game yet. No, they haven't. But they have seemed to overcome a lot of issues and a lot of things that people thought they was going to do coming into the season. I mean, them in Philly supposed to be the future of the NBA out the East. Because let's be honest, ain't nobody beating Golden State or Houston. They firepower. Oh, okay, I ain't going to say nobody can beat Houston. And the only reason why I'm going to say that is not because Houston is not talented. Not because Houston doesn't have the MVP this year and, you know, Chris Paul is a stapling force. They never won shit. So until you win, everything in your journey is a step. And it's just not in sports, that's in life. You can aspire to do something. You know what I'm saying? Have great dreams and visions and goals. But until you truly accomplish them goals or take the necessary steps towards reaching those goals, you won't know how it feel to, you know what I'm saying, reach that status. Like, you could dream about putting a TV together. But until you get your hands dirty and actually start putting those pieces together, things might not turn out the way you is. Because we all know all points to a plan is not necessarily A and B. You got A, B, C, D, but you still can reach where you're trying to go. And that's the one thing we got to do. We got to be adaptable, you know, because things change on the fly, whether it's relationship, whether it's your gig, whether it's sports. You know, you got to make those necessarily adjustments because to stay stagnant a lot of times gets you nowhere. So the Bucks have made some unbelievable adjustments due to injuries, due to coaches not caring due to maybe a player on the team snapping they have done some things that in the past they would have folded and you know so now they on step one and a half today when they play Boston they win that's a huge fucking step because that gets them to the second round for the first time I believe in 17 years might be 2001 yeah 17 years it's been that long since my city, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has seen a basketball team actually do pretty good. Then you look, baseball's going on. You got the Brewers and the Cubs, which is turned into a nice little foo-foo, shading-ding, you know? They're in the division, and for the longest, the Cubs kind of looked at the Brewers as the little brother. Like, ah, you can't reach my ball. But all of a sudden, I get all the girls. The little brother's starting to go through puberty. Rumors around town that his penis is bigger. And they like, uh-uh, ain't nobody piping down these holes better than me. You know what I'm talking about? So, that's that's what's going on. They're playing a four-game series. Right now, Cubs took the first two swipes, so I guess they is piping it down better. But we got two more games left. And we'll see what happens. Because they coming into this series, they won eight games in a fucking row. Which was a big shin do, because everybody was like, they added money to their payroll, they brought in some players, but people wasn't satisfied. It was like, okay, you got two nice cars, but ain't no rims on it. That ca- that paint ain't candy. It's kind of like the Lil Wayne line I like. Um, I think it's from Go DJ. He say, they say they hungry till you tell them you're out of mustard. And that's how I kind of feel a lot of these teams. You know what I'm talking about? Well, fans have felt. And then with the with the draft going on, oh, my God. 
I know every fan base likes to, I don't think no fan base agonizes and talks shit about more people they don't know than football teams. Nobody's never happy. It used to be a joke the judge you pick, whoever you pick in that booth. But Packer fans are getting that way. And going into this draft, the Packers seem to have a lot of holes on defense. They got a new defensive coordinator. You know what I'm talking about? The coach seems to have more power. Teddy T, who I have sizzle, is allegedly retired. So it's supposed to be a new era and a new day. But many Packer fans don't believe it because they don't understand the Packer way. Which I always respect it. Because it's rare that somebody stick to their bullshit even though if it's bullshit. And what I mean by that is they have a mantra, no man is bigger than the team. And I've been following this team for over 30 years now. And I didn't see legends come and go and get all treated the same because, honestly, at the end of the day, nobody is bigger than the team. It's kind of like the line from the Temptation movie. No one's bigger than Temptations. And, and that's whether you're Brett Favre, whether you're Aaron Rodgers, your day going to come where they're going to chop your fucking head off. And I know that's, that's heartless to a lot of y'all people. <laughs> but I respect the communication. See, I snuck that in there. I respect the effort. I respect the consistency. Because too often, people like to waggle back and forth and things ain't the same. We're all like, that ain't fair. Okay, cool. In my opinion, to have a fair and true relationship, things have to be pretty much consistent. Yeah, there's some gray areas in wiggle room every now and then. And yeah, you let things go a little bit longer than you want to. You might put up with their bullshit a little bit longer. But once that hoe can't get on that straw no more and make them dollars and shake it like she used to or he used to, or it used to, because I guess everything can be pimped. Can't sing like they used to, dance like they used to. We cut bait. And it's all there, but that's just what we do as a society. Hell, we do it in most factory jobs. You know what I mean? So, right now, it's the last day of the draft. You got the Bucks and you got the Brewers. You got game seven between Boston in Milwaukee. This is a huge step for Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jabari Parker, Chris Milton, and I guess I would say Eric Bledsoe. Bled, you ain't going to be there next year. But this is a big step for them three. Even though I think a lot of them took steps. Giannis has proved he consistently can play good in the playoffs two years in a row. That's no issue. Jabari got his first taste of, taste of playoff action and what it's going to take to actually play in the playoffs, whether he's with the Bucks or not. And I think Chris Milton, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, has grew up as a respectable leader learning that sometimes it ain't really all about my shots but it is sometimes i need to do these necessarily things and i do i can be considered one of the best players on the team as long as we win because let's be honest Giannis got the marketing angle down so if they ain't winning everybody else is just Giannis in them you know what i mean and that's just how it's gonna stay until motherfuckers actually win something you know what I mean? But they have grown up. They're talking a lot more on the floor. They play in a defensive scheme that they couldn't play before, but now they switch back to it and the shit works. And nobody notices it. <laughs> nobody peeps it. They're doing the things that they need to do to win this series and play a juggernaut, which is all being crowned already, the next big thing. Philadelphia. Trust the process. And I want that series so bad. I wanted it in the first round, but the real reason why I wanted the second round is the two cities, players have been taking shots indirectly. 
Yo, the thing that's really disturbing me right now, honestly, is this Bill Cosby shit and this this Golden State rapist shit. I mean, doing my research into the whole Bill Cosby thing, it's funny to me on two angles. This man was spending time going around the world telling other black people how we need to do things to improve ourselves. And it's no longer allegedly, he's now convicted of drugging women and taking a punani. So, you add that with the whole Huxtable thing, his comedy act, his routine. It makes you question everything that you've seen in celebrities or people in general. And I think the best quote that I've seen was on Twitter from BLB. It was like, simply put, stop idolizing celebrities and we wouldn't have these conflicts and these conundrums. But for a lot of people, it's not that simple. Either you know him from the Jello putting ads, or you know him for kids say the darnest things, the Cosby Show, Cosby, or him, whatever you know him from. He's been a staple. Whether it's you watching Nick at Night, or whatever they turn TV Land, or or you know your local channel that you can get because you don't have, you know what I'm saying, cable. It was always those older shows on, and he was a stigma to a lot of them. Hell. Two of my favorite shows right now draw a comparison to the Cosby show in a different world, which is blackish and grownish. You know what I mean? His influences are there. But we cannot overlook the allegations and we cannot like want to give him pity or a pass because he's 80 years old. No one should ever. Now I'm speaking about the 2000s and shit like this. No disrespect to the people in the 70s. I'm just going to keep it 100. I hate when people say this because they say this about other things. It was a different time. It was a different era. So under the circumstances, I don't really understand how shit got down. And my mind can't wrap around that whole era of the parties and doing the shit they was doing. Because I believe the motherfucker did pull some bullshit. Because once you set up a pattern, the pattern is there. But I believe some of it was piled on because it was a different mentality not to say we don't have gold diggers and shit like that but back then it was better known to do anything become famous because becoming famous was so fucking hard you know what I mean you couldn't just plop on a blog and say what the fuck you wanted to say and then all of a sudden your words got out there you couldn't just drop a CD or or an mp3 tomorrow and bam you connected with 100,000 people so efforts to to get into the limelight, to get your 15 seconds of fame, which people take for granted because everybody gets their 15 now. It was different. That's just my mind state. I'm not saying it's right. It's just my opinion. But the pattern was set up and it led to the 2000s. So I'm hearing a lot of people like, damn, he's 80. He's facing at least 40 years. The Reaper and chickens coming home to roost don't have an age limit or a time scam so as much as I enjoy watching the Cosby show as much as I understand what he wanted to do for the people or maybe that was just a smoke screen I still appreciate it because he opened his mouth and stood up at times and people who didn't want to say the things that you know what I'm saying he said some of them I've, I vehemently disagree with but some of them I understand where he's coming from and that's what I'm saying man we got to be able to communicate our thoughts at a higher level. And it's just not Bill Cosby. You look up now, 30 years in the making, you got a former cop who was a rapist. And there's a common thing. You know what I mean? 
we got to start treating women as the precious beings that they are. And this is not me trying to gash out or no shit like that, but it's the honest God fucking truth. Most males that are heterosexual, every day, everything you do is to attract that person that you A, want to be with, or you want pussy from. Whether you a pussy hound, it's like, oh, how am I going to get this bitch? Or whether you a dude who's so much in love that you want to meet a sweetheart and whatever, that's still for you to attract a mate. You're washing your ass, you're combing your hair, you, you're keeping up with shit to attract somebody. That's the opposite sex of you if you're heterosexual. Emphasis on that word. I mean, we do so many things to be macho, to be tough, to be stern, to be all this shit. So we can make sure that women see us in a light. So if we want women to see us in this light, and we want to be these heroes, we want to be these people. Because I know there's a lot of dudes out there that feel like they should make every decision for their woman. Which, once again, I don't get. Because... We all got our name from our women and our game from our women. In the midst of being macho, in the midst of being so tough, emotions will get you fucked up. And women, for the vast amount of time in history, have always been able to either manipulate, scope, or mold those emotions the right way. Because dudes ain't supposed to show them. Dudes ain't supposed to have them. That shit is weak. And those are some of the things we need to get away from. We need to be able to, you know what I'm saying? We should be able to talk about our feelings and our structures. And it's getting worse because now no one really communicates or talk at all. It's all about a text. It's all about a Snapchatter, a Twitter book, maybe a, M, uh, a DM. But it's not really real conversation. It's just bullshit. So we getting away and further away from our emotions. You know what I mean? That's why I don't really mind emojis. I don't know this might be a contradiction. Because at least they do show some emotion. You can garner something and you can understand somebody better. So many arguments have started because you read something. And I might read shit different than how you type, type in. And I might take it a whole different way. When you could just simply have told me how you felt. Or let me know. Most divorces and most relationships break up. Because people don't translate and talk and get through the things they need to do. Or they don't respect the women that they wed. And that's what we need to fucking start doing. If you feel she's so precious that you're willing to kill over her, live for her. If you feel she's so special that you need to protect her, understand her value and pay her the same amount of money that you get paid. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Women can do things that we can't do. Man, hell, periods alone scare the fuck out of me, B. You mean tell me I gotta stick something, do some shit like that, get cramps and all the rest of this shit? And then you like, oh, if that shit stop, I'm either on birth control that's gonna fuck me up. Or I'm having a baby whose head is so fucking large. Most of y'all motherfuckers can't take a huge dump without hurting. Imagine an eight-pound baby. That's not even big. Coming out a hole in your body. You carrying that weight. I mean, they do things that we really, really, really couldn't handle in most situations, so I applaud them. I give them their respect, man. And I just wish more people would understand that they can do that shit. Yeah, we might be physically stronger than most of them on average. But when it comes to the mental, <laughs> I'll take a chick any day. So that was the theme of this, and it was sparked from Bill Cosby and the motherfucking 
Golden State rapist cop guy. If you can't get it without conversation, hell, I'm even put this in without paying for it. Because we everybody pay for it. Whether you don't believe it or not. Every time you got dressed, you bought them clothes, you set up time, you paid your phone bill, you set up a pussy date. So it has points on the package. It's pretty much what I'm saying. So, man, this has been real. This is going to be the first episode that I broadcast like this. Just going to check it out. It's your man, Petey Green, 5915. Make sure y'all follow us, man. Petey Green on Twitter, Instagram, Green Effect TV on Twitter. Just hit the contact page at greeneffectnetwork.com. Do all that shit. Get the app. Stay in touch. It's 24 hours of your best podcast music. It's an ear. It's a, it's a musical orgasm, as we like to say. It's a stay shown because it's for the people by the people. It's been your man. I'm out. Yeah.